summertime. Time to load up the family truckster and hit the road for vacation. We're going to come up uh, with some reasons why you should just stay home. <laughs> some of our uh, best, our favorite horror movies that have to do with hitting the road for vacation, for business. That is the theme this week. Welcome. This is the Fright Club Podcast. I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf, and we're from madwolf.com. And first of all, obviously, just a huge thank you last week. We had a ball with, and I'm sure it showed, with uh, Fritz the Night Owl and uh, Mike, Mike McGrainer. McGrainer. They were so great How to come awesome out here. That? Oh my God, it was very exciting. And they brought me a poster and they we did. forgot to get him to sign it. <laughs> we got on the way home, we're like, I can't believe we didn't ask Fritz the Night Owl to I sign know. this poster. Well, that's just, it's a great, you know, motivation for going out to his next event. <laughs> that's seriously. Right. No, yeah. And getting it signed. Which because, is Jurassic Park, right? The next yeah, one they're going to do is yeah, Jurassic Park. At the Gateway. And um, Gateway uh, Film Center here in Columbus, where we are based. And it was so great of them to come because he, he's he's so legendary and Thank you for all the the great uh, feedback. People loved it. I mean, oh, of course, he's it's it's so funny because I think he still sometimes downplays and doesn't realize the effect he has on people. Oh yeah, you know he talked about how early on he was afraid these events there nobody, nobody would, would show, show up. up right, know? right. And it's it's just one of those deals where it's it's charming. You know, he's such a a, a great guy, and um, it was great for them to come in and talk about you know the early days of getting started and then up to now and some of his favorite. Uh, his favorite midnight movies since they've started this all over again, and it's it's going great. And they have, as I think, if you listen to the podcast, they have some very big plans in the works they that do. he couldn't come <laughs> quite uh, out and say. But I think you probably got the idea of what's coming, and it is Exciting. going it's going to be huge, <laughs> huge. So yeah, thanks to Fritz, thanks to Mike, it was great, and thanks for all the uh, feedback. So and we also have, um, as we as we said last week, we've. Opened up the voting, I guess you could say, for uh, a really exciting show that we have coming up. Two weeks. In about two weeks, we're going to do one, uh, the five scenes you got to turn away from. So that's what we're, you know, just remind us, remind us of some, what, you know, uh, and we've already gotten, oh, uh, you know, t- thanks to ones. Bridget, uh, who, who's really drumming up support on, for this, which Facebook. is awesome. Yeah. And uh, we got some great ones. Uh, and then uh, uh, one of the ones that I really love, uh, and I don't know that it'll make the list, but I just, it's, it's a, it's a great scene is that, that Craig from Screen Relish pointed out the hobbling yes. in, uh, in misery. In what misery. a great scene. It's a great scene. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you keep your eyes open the whole time, uh, my hat's <laughs> off to you because I know I close my eyes every time. I think this might be one of the toughest to narrow down to five i mean we've already every time i see somebody submit like, something oh, and yeah, I, mean, yes. I can't look at well you know, you know what else here's what i think this is the stupidest thing we've ever done because we're just going to spend the next two weeks watching nothing <laughs> but stuff that we don't want to watch yes. since that's the point we so have this our, it's just it's, yeah it's just masochism we have our this whole thing is just masochism i know oh, you know to try God. to get through this but there are there are some great ones so many great ones. and it also depends uh, I forget who, and I apologize, whoever submitted this on Facebook, talking about dental horror. Yeah. Because certain things a- appeal in that way to different people that maybe not be, maybe they wouldn't be as terrifying to other people. One, another one, some, you know, people have brought up different um, pregnancy horrors, yeah. which is, I don't know how uncomfortable that is for the whole audience. <laughs> I know how uncomfortable it is for me. Yeah. You know, like, like ah, I don't want to see that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it should be an interesting so show. It should not be fun to put together. I, I can already tell it's going off in in wildly different directions, and that's great. Yeah, because once you get into dental horror, then you say, well, what about Marathon Man? Okay, Ooh. great. That's not really a horror movie, but boy, that's horrific. It is. If you are affected by it's you know a tough dental, scene to watch. Yeah. very tough, and it's multiple scenes. So yeah. Uh, yeah, please keep those coming. Many ways to do it. You can find us. Uh, on Facebook, we're uh, Mad Wolf Columbus. Of course, Twitter is great. We're at Mad Wolf. Two D's. D-D-W-O-L-F. And this is a fun conversation. So, uh, it's, as you say, it might not be 
fun to watch all these when you're talking about that, you know, that uh, turtle scene in Cannibal oh, Holocaust. Yeah. You know, I've, we've seen that. I don't think we're going to go back no, and see not, it again. No, I'm not going to rewatch that. Uh, no. Things like that. Um, there are just, just a ton of them, and just keep them coming. They're great so far. You know, even going back to the original Straw Dogs, we had somebody, I think it was Adam, uh, brought that up. That's one. Yeah. Uh, and so there's so many great ones to talk about. And that might. Well, that's, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know that. I just don't watch rape scenes. Right. I don't, yeah. But, but I'm, what I'm saying is those but the, are the, very. The thing, because they're, they're very so hard, hard to watch. To watch. They're right. very hard so, to watch. And, and usually, uh, I think, and he made the same point, uh, they're done for gratuitous reasons in most films, but yes. there are a handful where they're pivotal, they're important, and, and it's certainly horrific. Yes. Uh, and of course, that leads right into Irreversible and uh, other other films by oh, yeah. Gaspar Noe. And then you just yeah. go just go off <laughs> one after the other, and you can just just keep riffing on them. Yeah. And there are so so many good ones. So so keep them coming. That's coming in two weeks. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're just going to put on our party hats and compile that <laughs> compile that list. <laughs> but it should be pretty uh, pretty gruesome in a in a good way if that if that is possible. But. But yeah, it is summertime. It is vacation. It and is. We're, we're getting ready. We just booked the flights for ours here right, in August. We're not driving. So we're not driving. No, we're not driving. Not after this. <laughs> we're not driving. No. But, um, but you know, it's funny. Two things uh, inspired this. Uh, one, we ran into a couple of regular podcast listeners, Adam and Claire Coughlin-Lowe, and we were at a scary movie, of course, and ran into them there, and they mentioned that they usually listen to them, sort of they gang them up and listen to them when they're on the road because they drive a lot together, I think, to Chicago, they said, which is about a six-hour trip from here. So they listen to them all on the road, and I thought to myself, well, let's scare them. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing, right, my sister Joy and her family, they're taking a road trip, and right off, I'm like, oh, when are you going then? Because we'll just do it right now. We're going to do this right now. So this is specifically to care to scare Joy. Claire and Adam. It's just people helping people. That's right. That's what we're about. That's right. So, uh, so road trip horror, perfect for vacation time. Let's start at number five. I know uh, Hope especially likes this one. It is The Hitcher. When Jim Halsey let The Hitcher into his car, he opened the doors of hell. What do you want? I want you to stop me. Is it wrong for me to just say that between this movie and Blade Runner, uh, uh, my crush on Rutger Hauer was really solidified? <laughs> it's funny. I think when we first started dating and I found out that was one of your one of your crush guys, I'm like, really? <laughs> I, I'm not used to hearing that one, but okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 1986, The Hitcher. And, and, and this one... Reminds me a lot of a movie that's going to be at number four, mm-hmm. which we're not going to talk about quite yet. Right. A little, little teaser, little <laughs> teaser there. But, uh, you know, it's on the road and a guy who's being, who, well, he makes the mistake, see Thomas Howe, makes yeah. the mistake of picking up the hitcher and then things just go wrong. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, see uh, Thomas Howe, not a, not a giant talent. And um, doesn't show a great deal of talent Are in this film. Are you forgetting Side Out? <laughs> Might be. Miss. <laughs> the volleyball movie. Oh, no, I know the one you thing. mean. I do. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. But I digress. He, um, I mean, it's it's absolutely, this whole movie is absolutely Riker Howard's film. There's no question about it. But Because he is so, he is so effortlessly sinister and psychotic. Oh, and yeah. those eyes. And you just know, oh, my God, terrible things are going to happen. But um, but it, it it is really, see Thomas Howell's tremendously believable just naive stupid innocence oh yeah that makes it work you know um if if he had just an ounce of of cynicism or skepticism about him well he wouldn't have picked up a hitchhiker in the first place it's like but you you need that to buy the whole movie and it's really very important he's he's a young kid he looks even younger yeah 
And he uses that whole line about, you know, my mom told me not to pitch up right. hitchhikers. So pick up hitchhikers. So you have that sort of I'm going to be my own person right. kind of reason for doing it, which is a little bit believable. But but you're right. He's totally naive to yeah. the whole thing. And the, the other thing that I think really works in this movie's favor is that they go places you really you didn't think that they were going to go, which is always right? you, a plus. Usually. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I don't, I don't just mean the finger and the French fries. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's like they they go dark places and they, you know, and um, and Jennifer Jason Lee does not. It was not a good idea for her to take a shining to that C. Thomas Howell character. It's like, oh, my God, what happens to Jennifer Jason Lee in this movie? But it's um, and in a lot of ways, it's not really a horror movie. It's really an action movie. There's a lot of gunplay, which is never fun in horror movies. I mean, there are a lot of things about it. But you know, so it's got like six or seven horror movie scenes but when when they do it they're serious they mean business (laughs) you know like it gets dark but you're right the whole thing is driven by by rutger hauer without without, he he drives the entire thing and makes it makes it work oh yeah and um if you want to see another one like that well hobo with a shotgun oh of course (laughs) i just thought that just now i'm like talking about a movie that's driven by rutger hauer oh my god Hobo with a shotgun i love that movie so much i love him in it just just a head full of bad wiring that guy yeah loved it but that's getting off on a little bit of a tangent because we also had a couple of others that fall into this sort of category yeah uh um i think that that pretty obviously jeepers creepers from 2001 and i think a lot of people are going to be irritated that it didn't make the list um and there's it a lot. It falls apart, though. It does. I, it, there's a lot about it that's very, very, very good. In the early going, mm-hmm. it had me. It yeah. really did. Yeah, I'm but like, it, it, it. Yeah, it just can't, can't keep it. It can't sustain it. Can't bring it home. But I, I feel like that was. Um, that's got a lot of similar in car tensions, and 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 you know the in car tensions really pay off well. It's it's later on, and and there's an, again a lot of these are going to lead to our number four movie. There's a lot of similarities too, but there's another really weird one that this always reminded me of. It's a it's an Australian movie called Road Games. Came out in 1981. Stacy yeah, Keach. I don't. Oh, I, I don't know this one. Stacy Keach and um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Stacy Keach, Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's a hitchhiker. She's an American. She's a hitchhiker. He's a, a truck driver, right? And there's uh, some sort of meat shortage. It's all about meat. It's all about meat. There's a guy. He's killing people. There's coolers. There's. It's very. Carnegie, but it's also a lot of Australian horror has a weird sense of humor about it. So it's also got a really weird sense of humor about it. And Stacey Keach, it's creepy. It's super creepy. It's also weirdly funny. And it's not a great film, but it's very interesting. And it reminds me a lot of, of this one, huh. too. Yeah. Yeah. That one's never, n- never heard of yeah. it until you brought it up. Yeah. Road Games from 1981. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those, those kind of fall in line with the same, uh, the same theme as The Hitcher. And, and then you start those movies. I forget the name of the one with um, with uh, Kurt Russell, where the woman his, I think it was Kathleen Quinlan was, it was Black his wife. Dog? No, that was the one with Meatloaf. Meatloaf yeah, uh, but no, where the truck driver takes her, uh, and that's you know that doesn't really. It, it's some of the same themes, but I wouldn't we really qualify it as a as a horror movie. No, nor there's plenty really, of those, oh, I yeah. think. But but these are these are ones that uh, that up there with the the Hitcher. Not not as good, I don't think. But I'm with you on Jeepers Creepers. Started yeah. started strong. Couldn't couldn't really hold it yeah. uh, until the very end. So that's a number five from 1986, yes. right? The Hitcher, yeah. And, and the one that we were talking about uh, that the Hitcher really reminds me of, especially because I saw this one as a young kid uh, from 1971 called Duel. And that 
one, it's kind of become somewhat of a cult classic over the years because it was directed by a 25-year-old Steven Spielberg. Right. He had had very little. I think he had directed that famous episode of the tw- of uh, Night Gallery. Uh, was just about all he had. And then he did a, a string of four uh, movies of the week. And this, I believe, was the first one. And I remember watching it uh, and just being maybe not so much terrified, but just it, it was so tense. It was so tense. It stars uh, Dennis Weaver, who used to, his main claim to fame was the old TV show McLeod. And uh, he's a traveling salesman on the road. And just out of nowhere, he has a little bit of a road incident. Nothing major, nothing really road rage about it, but with a, with a, a big rig. And then starting from that point on, the driver of this big rig is just after him and will not let up. Just terrorizing him. Uh, until it reaches a, a climactic end, which I'm not going to spoil. But uh, it's it's so tense, and one of the beautiful things about it, not only because you, you get a glimpse, no matter how old Spielberg was, how he handles the camera is great, and he realized that you mix the your your fear for this main character's life in with the fact that you never find out why... He's being targeted. It drives you crazy. You you barely see, you don't really see the uh, truck driver's face. You see a silhouette here and there. But it, those two things coupled together just make it so tense, especially for a TV movie, although it did get some limited theatrical release after it came out because it was so effective. Uh, so it does count, I, I suppose, as a, as a big screen movie. But, uh, but it's really effective as, as type of that road horror. And just really very spare, right? I mean, there's, oh, yeah. you know, it's just... Yeah. And, and and in that way, kind of relentless. Yeah, and it's smart in the way, you know, he tries to get help. You think, well, if I was in that situation, right. I would do this, mm-hmm. I would do this, and I would do this. And he does. He tries some thir- certain things to try to get help, and they get out of that in some inventive ways. It was actually based on a, a short story, which uh, the writer of it was inspired by an actual um, real life event where he wow. had a truck driver kind of mess with him on the road, wow. not to this extent. I hope not. But then he wrote the story about it, and it, and it, and it turned into and turned into this uh, movie called Duel. Yeah, very small cast. Obviously, there are really only two main characters: the truck driver that you hardly ever see, and this uh, and this salesman. But it's just you know one one event after the other how he thinks he's going to try to get out of it, and then there are you know there are moments where he thinks he has lost him, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like those classic horror movies where. You see something in your rearview mirror. Right, right. Maybe it's headlights. Maybe it's whatever. And then there's that truck again. <laughs> like Jeepers Creepers. Right. You know, because right, that's a truck exactly. involved. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm not even, I didn't even look if you can find it. I'm sure you can find it. Maybe the whole thing's on YouTube Probably. now. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, if you're not familiar, yeah, it goes back a ways. It does. Ni- 1971. You know, the movie that this reminds me the most of uh, that people probably do remember is Joyride, which I had forgotten J.J. Abrams wrote. Really? Um, right. So Joyride, you remember uh-huh. that one? Steve Zahn Steve and Zahn, Paul Walker yeah. and Lily uh-huh. Sobieski and, um, and a truck driver who just targets them. And my favorite part about it is that you just hear him. You just hear the voice, which is super great because it's Ted Levine, right? right? Buffalo Bill. It's that creepy, creepy voice, which just made the whole thing that much better. And it clearly was. And it's not as tense because it's not as limited or as spare as Duel. But it's, it's, it's a pretty decent movie. And it's clearly inspired by the movie Duel. Yeah. 
And then the other one, I mean, because the duel is so 70s. Oh, and yeah. the other one that is so 70s, and I, I kind of thought originally it was going to make the list, and it just, I just couldn't do it. I rewatched it. I just couldn't do it. But it's definitely got to be mentioned is Race with the Devil, right? The old Warren Oates, Peter Fonda, Loretta Schwitt. You know, and, and it's so 70s because they've, they've got a big mobile home, and they're going to take the mobile home out. And, and it's like the whole, I mean, it's like an ad for mobile homes. And you, can, you, you would know. It was like 1977, I think, and you, or 75, 75 actually. 75, yeah. Where where, like you remember, like, you would imagine like in '75, because they beat the living hell out of this mobile home, and the probably audience were just like, "Oh my!" Like you know what I mean? Like the damage done to this thirty-seven thousand dollar. <laughs> right now, you're like, "Oh great, it's a mobile home," uh, but I, but it's one of those just relentless. They can't get away. They're trying to get away, and, and, and it's also you know Satanist, which is I love such a weakness for that big black masses and stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's stupid. It's a stupid stupid movie, but it's kind of a classic in its own 1970s sort of time stamp of a way and and uh and it and it bears a, a strong resemblance i think yeah to well obviously there have been plenty of movies that that take that premise and and run with it and with varying degrees of of success but boy if you just want to go back to the to the bare bones you know we're on the road this car is chasing this car yeah, yeah. and to the de- boom and that's it and that's yeah. all you need to know uh go back to duel in 1971 but yeah joyride i had no idea that was that was written by jj abrams <laughs> that is that's interesting but uh, so check that one out, and then the other one, "Race with the Devil" from 1975. So that's number four, big uh, entry in the Steven Spielberg legend duel. And uh, that's moving on to number three. Whoo! We're going to go back to the original, right? The yeah. original, "The Hills Have Eyes." Mister, don't take your family back in that area. The silver has been gone for forty years now. There's nothing back in there but animals. A lot. The old creep told you not to get off the road. What began as a vacation ended as a nightmare. Be hell to pay now. The hills have eyes. The lucky ones died first. Yeah, from 1977, the hills have eyes. Have eyes. Although the the um, remake, you know, would also obviously land yeah, on the list as well as good. no it's not as good but it's the but, same basic premise which is uh, it's a mobile home again yeah. it's a very 70s concept it is but also the thing the point you made about uh, just a few minutes ago about going places you don't expect it to go oh my that really really comes into play here yeah it absolutely does Wes Craven made this it was uh, one of his earlier films of course and um you know and it's not a great great movie it really isn't but one of the things that I've always said it does incredibly well. So the basic premise, right? Uh, the dad is in a mobile home. He's got all these kids with him. There's also a station wagon. And, and he decides he's going to take a shortcut through the Nevada desert, which is a stupid idea. <laughs> but you can't talk any sense into your dad when he decides he's got a shortcut and you're just going to be stuck with it. Are you speaking from experience? Maybe. <laughs> so they camp out and, uh, you know, there's this inbred cannibal clan preys upon them. And uh, the survivor has an Ohio State t-shirt on. So I think that's the important thing. That's the moral, <laughs> yeah. everyone. Uh. Um, but no, one of the reasons I think the, the film does work is, is I feel like Wes Craven's point was, in, early in the film, there's, a, there's an infant in jeopardy, yep. right? The cannibals steal the baby. They're going to eat the baby. Yep. And the audience, you got to think, right then is going, no way. They're going to save that baby. I'm not sitting there. No way they're going to eat this baby. But then scene after scene after scene after scene you cannot believe where they take the movie and i think the overall point was to convince you 
They might yes, actually. They are. Exactly. They might like this filmmaker might make me watch a movie where they eat a baby. Exactly. Like you, you feel unsafe watching the movie, yep. which is, I think, the reason that it merited a remake. I think it's the reason that it sticks with people because it's certainly not the acting. Um, <laughs> no. But uh, although, also the other big main reason that this movie is as creepy and effective as it is is Michael Berryman. Yeah. The guy, you, you, you know, he just has a look. Oh my god. Um, you know, especially when he's, and I, maybe he's always bald, but because I remember him in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, he was one of the... He, his uh, his uh, affliction. His he is, affliction. Yeah, he's his, got he alopecia. Uh, uh, anyway, he just, that the way he looks, yeah. I'll tell you what, he made the most of it in movies. Because yeah, he did. creepy. I remember just, when I was a kid, I remember just the poster. Oh, and yeah. seeing that dude's face. <laughs> you know, I was, wow. Yeah. That's a creepy dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... um and apparently, from what you read, he was just the sweetest guy. Yeah. Uh, but he he made an effective, effective psycho. He really did. And, and that and that is is so true. And it's so true about no about the the point you make about the baby because yeah, by the time he's done, you're yeah you're you're unsure of everything you thought you were sure of exactly. And then all bets are off. Right. Right. Because bad things happen in this movie. Yeah, they do. Like really, really, really bad things happen in this movie. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, uh, you know, the violence is, is really over the top and crazy, you know, and, uh, and, uh, the remake, uh, I mean, the, the remake is, is very popular. Uh, I didn't really care for it, yeah. but most people really, really did. And I, and I can see a lot of merit to it. Um, it okay. I don't like where it goes, I, uh, uh, but, but it has a, a much better cast actually. And again, Ted Levine, Ted Levine plays the dad mm-hmm. who won't, who you, you know, won't listen to reason and decides he's going to go off into this desert. Bad things happen to that dad. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it has its its moments. It's not as as le- you know as as remember. It's not as um you know memorable mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say as the first one. But you know as remakes go, I guess it's all right. Yeah. Uh, but definitely uh, keep to the keep to the original. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes from 1977. Yeah, and Michael Berryman. That's whew. yeah. Uh, one one look at that guy, and and you just know, whoo man, I shouldn't have taken that wrong turn. <laughs> Uh, and that's number three. So you know we've got some goodies uh, for the top two, and we've talked about this one numerous times with good reason. Uh, number two is Wolf Creek. What the bloody hell are you mob doing out here? <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. So um, what do you actually do? Well, I can tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Um, I think that Greg McLean, the filmmaker, noticed all of the American movies about getting lost out in the woods, out in the outback, and thought, you don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah. Um, that's just what this movie was. It was like that, the whole sort of, that's not a knife kind of a thing. Like, Australia knows getting lost out in the outback. Yeah. And, uh, oh, God. And, and it's much as we spoke a little while ago about uh, Rutger Hauer driving uh, the hitcher this is this movie is so so driven by uh, John Jarrett John Jarrett what a great performance uh, as the the crazy man oh, yeah. and early on he's he's so nice to the kids and you know I mean if you're not familiar the kids are off and and uh, the trip you know a, a holiday right. I guess you'd say and uh, they come to this weird spot that apparently just makes things stop working, like yep. watches and car batteries and things like that. Well, wouldn't you know, old Mick is Johnny on the spot and ready to help. <laughs> With his tow truck. I'll just tow, tow you back to camp. Ready to, ready to help. And 
and things go so so bad for the kids uh, after that. But it's all nicely foreshadowed early on. Remember when they stop? They go into a little cafe yeah. or something like that, and they get some bad treatment. They get mouth some guys mouth off, and and he tries to the, the boy of the of the group tries to act a little bit tough and. And this, the looks on the guy's faces, and one of them is Mick. Yeah, that's the thing. He yeah. doesn't remember. One of them is Mick. That uh, things they're going to see these guys again, and uh, they don't take too kindly to interlopers. That's right. Um, but it's um, wussy tourists. Yeah, wussy tourists. And you find out, of course, that Mick has been doing this for a long time, and he's taken a lot of people back to his camp. Uh, and it's 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 brutal. I mean, it you is. could you could you, we talk about some of our brutal scenes. You know, head on a stick. Oh my God, head um, on a stick. You know, it's it's so brutal, so much so that it got. You see, I think you really can find even horror aficionados that don't like this movie. No, it's often lumped in with the sort of horror porn well, movement, yeah. which I I disagree with. I do too. Um, I think one of the things that makes it as effective as it is is that they really invest in the characters. They're, these three kids, they're not just disposable dumbasses. You know, it's a you can spend a good long time getting to know each of the three of them before they're in peril, so that you really don't want to see this happen to right. them. Right, and it's not the old thing. Oh, they're going to have sex and then they're going to get killed. No. no, it's not those things at all. You're right. They take some time for for character development. You care about them. And it's also, you know, it's so unsettling that this is actually based on, I don't think it's based on one true event, but maybe a few put together. Right. That there are actual, you know, similar true events that if you look back and do some research, you can find some very, very unsettling stories. Um, but it's, uh, I agree with you. I don't think it's, it's horror porn at all. It's, no. it's, it's awful tough. It is. But, uh, but yeah, with John Jarrett, oh, oh my God, he's so good. He is so just amiable and sadistic in equal measure. Oh my God. He's yeah. so creepy. He's so good in this movie. Yeah. Well, we loved it. And this comes, uh, this brings to mind. Uh, another movie we've talked about a lot lately, and that is called There. Right. Where, right, right. Your car breaks down and you turn to the wrong people to help you out. Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily a road trip exactly in the way that we're talking about, but it does, you know, it, it, it is. It's the same. Anyway, it's a, I mean, he's yeah. a, the guy's a singer, his business, he's yeah. on the road traveling. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's in that vein. Now, it's not nearly as brutal as uh, Wolf Creek is. Uh, I disagree. Interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. It's not as grisly, and there's certainly a lot more well, uh, dark uh, comedy about it. Yes, but right. It's, it's, I find it as punishing. Do you? I do. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Um, but that's that's. I'm not certainly not saying you're yeah. wrong at all. I mean, it's uh, it's very effective in a different way. But yeah, I don't find it. I don't find it punishing or or, or, or brutal at all. But uh, but that's a good that's a good take on it. Yeah. Uh, but it yeah it falls in line uh, with that type of type of movie. But uh, yeah, number two, Wolf Creek, we love it, and Call Air, we love obviously. If you listen to any of these <laughs> <laughs> any of these podcasts that we love. So that just leaves room at the top, number one, and it's Hope's favorite. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> this is the movie that is just as real. <laughs> just as close. <laughs> just as terrifying as being there. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you'll start talking about it. This is what I expect to happen every time I am ever in a car in the South by myself. With a guy in a wheelchair. (laughs) uh, (laughs) When you pick up a crazy hitchhiker with blood on his face. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love him, too, actually. I mean, Edwin Neal, who plays a hitchhiker. You know, Leatherface gets all the love, and I'm cool with that. Leatherface was one of the greatest characters ever in, in horror cinema. But Edwin Neal is a hitchhiker. I don't think he gets enough love. He's the creepiest thing ever. We have to post that picture with uh, a picture of you with both Leatherface and Sally. Oh, yeah. Gunnar Hansen and, and Marilyn Burns. Met um, them at Horror Hound. They were so great. They were so great. Uh, and you got a picture with both of them together. And I was a big stammering nerd, as, as I <laughs> they, always am. I'm sure, got that a lot. <laughs> and, of course, Marilyn has passed away, unfortunately, yeah. since then. But she was uh, extremely nice, and, and Gunnar Hansen was as well. Still still cuts an imposing figure, that man. Yeah, he does. He really does. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. That, that was, was cool. super cool. Yeah, so, but it's... Uh, it's obviously the, the maybe the standard bearer of these types of movies, right? Because so the kids are all uh, they've they've heard of some grave robbing, you know, and uh, they go out to their uh, grandpa's resting place to make sure he's still there, and uh, they will find themselves back at the cemetery, um, but not too long, uh, you know. And, and of course, you know, they stop for directions uh, at uh, the wrong gas station, and they're going to go look for property that was in their family for a long time, and it turns out there's some squatters there, and. Um, they're mean. They are. They've got some some uh, interesting use for some of the rooms in the house. And of course, a lot of meat hooks. Like like so many of these movies, you know, they're warned early on. Don't you go. <laughs> don't you go messing around. It's the same way in Hills Have Eyes. You know, oh, yeah. Some even remember Cabin in the Woods oh, yeah. because it's that type of. Oh yeah. You always see it. Don't you whippersnappers go down there. You know, and do all that stuff. So you have that. And this is really weird, but there's one moment in that movie that gets me. And I don't know why it is. It's when, okay, when Leatherface comes out and grabs one of them, when he goes back in. Gale, I think. The door. Mm-hmm. When that door slams, it's such a heavy door, and it, it, it slams and shuts with such force. There's something about the way that door shuts, like it's never opening again. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, it's just a, a moment in that movie that just always gets me, like, boom, this is done and <laughs> shut, and you're not coming out. No. You know, it's just you're, one of yeah. those that just gets you for some reason. Yeah, that's interesting, because I think uh, it's the it's the, it's the the girl on a hook scene that most well, of us, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, but those have been talked about, and, yeah. and, and, and those are very famous, but you talk No, about, I think you're right. Yeah. I've not really thought about it before, but it is very unsettling. And this one also had a, a remake of a few years ago, Jessica Biel, that didn't... didn't yeah, it was bad. Yeah. You know, though, not a lot of people... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is actually a really good movie, and it's also got a lot of road trip going on, and a big radio station bit. They're, they're listening to the radio while they're on a road trip, and, right. uh, and um, Dennis Hopper stars and and it's and toby hooper did direct the second one and it's good actually it's not as good as the first one but it's good it's a good super creepy super creepy movie yeah and that gets forgotten about a lot because for obvious reasons the 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 original one gets all the love Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's a that's a good point and that one under under this umbrella there's a few that we also wanted to mention uh for different reasons going back to uh all the way back to 1971 not not one that I'm very familiar with, Brotherhood of Satan. <laughs> that movie is so weird. Um, but it's it's like such a such a I think a common nightmare, right? Like nightmare, nightmare. They get into this town and they cannot leave. You cannot leave. Something happens every time and you can't get out, and it's because uh it's because of this satanic cult that's kind of running running things in the town. And it's it's just the weirdest movie and you don't expect it to work and it shouldn't work, but it does. I mean it is just weird and unsettling and creepy. Yeah. I'm not not familiar with that one. But uh, these next two I know, obviously Psycho, oh, yeah. uh, the classic, and it, it counts for being on the road because, you know, she's taking the money and she's off and running. Right. So, uh, and then they come chasing her. Right. And the whole well, thing. And then she stops. She stops. And, uh, it's a bad hotel. idea. Right. Right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that might, you know, that one might not 
come to everybody's mind when they think of road trip horror. Right. But when you break it down like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in a different way. And it's obviously a classic. Uh, for g- good reason. But another one, a, f- a fun one, uh, they're definitely on the road heading to Mexico uh, from 1996 from dusk till dawn. Yes. And they, you know, when it's when they stop the car that things go wrong. And, and they... it's a, a, a motorhome. Yeah, it is. It's a big old motorhome. With a grandpa driving. That's so right. you got to love that stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, they go to the bar. And the fact and... that he looks just like my dad in that movie <laughs> only makes it that much creepier. I think he's actually wearing my dad's clothes and, and traveling hat. So that one, uh, those get, get mentioned as well. Uh, when we talk about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but that is number one, not only in Hope's heart, but in the uh, in the countdown of road trip horror. So I don't know. Do we miss something? Uh, let us know uh, if we did or what you think of these choices uh, at Mad Wolf on Twitter. Hit us up. Keep that conversation going. Uh, Golden Spiral Media. You can always find us there. GoldenSpiralMedia.com. You can even leave uh, voice messages if you want. To. That's right. And, you know, the other thing, actually, um, you know, and I kicked around thinking about this one for this this podcast it didn't exactly work although so much of it is on the road and in a car but it's really a cat and mouse anyway i wrote the saturday screamer for screenrelish.com this week and i did i saw the devil which oh, i know you also yeah i love that oh love my god that. such a such a great movie such a percussively violent really weird yeah they're, they're on film. the road yeah. uh, a little bit for that so i can see that but yeah uh that's a good one and so uh, hop over there hop over there and have a look uh, and uh, we also want to just uh, tell you next week we're going to have another guest host, Corey Metcalf from Golden Spiral Media. He's another one of our fellow podcasters. Australian. That's right. Uh, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the best Australian horror movies. And I will uh, promise not to try an Australian accent. Thank you. Because so we'll have a real one laugh on. Laugh in my face. So. <laughs> I'm not going to say shrimp on the Barbie one time. Okay, or, just get out of your system that's now. That's not a knife. <laughs> They haven't heard that. Actually, we, we talked about a couple Australian horror movies today. Yeah, maybe did. they'll maybe they'll make oh, the we've list. Given, we've given the Aussie horror oh, lots yeah. of love. Yeah, we do love on Aussie the podcast horror. Too, and so. actually, we uh, Craig from Screen Relish he has mentioned two that we haven't seen yet, and yeah. we need to. One's yeah. called Daddy's Little Girl, oh, and then yeah. the other one it's called Charlie's Farm. It's the same filmmaker, and you can check out uh, Craig's four star review of the Aussie horror film Charlie's Farm on ScreenRelish.com right yeah, now. Definitely. So, uh, and that's also where we've got a conversation going about. Uh, well, not on Screen Relish, I'm sorry, but about on, on our Facebook about uh, the those horrific scenes, those scenes that are the most hard to watch, you can't watch, you turn away. So please let us know yeah, uh, definitely. your nominations. Tweet that, those to us. Yeah, that's you know, coming we, in two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, so tweet those to us at madwolf.com. So lots coming up. Mm-hmm. Lots coming up, and we love it. So uh, thanks. Until next week, I am George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. Stay frightful, my friends. <laughs>